Gamchat Podcast is a member of the Bunk Collective, podcast that came to play. Visit our website at thebunkph.com. Hey guys, I'm Brian. And I'm Luigi. And this is Bulolo Sessions. Kwentuhang puro kasabawan. Pero may laman. Dito, pagchichikahan natin ang kung ano-anong ganap natin sa buhay. Pwedeng love life, kawalan ng love life, madalas sex, or reklamo sa trabaho, at marami pang iba. So, kung gusto nyo makarelate sa kasabawan, or bored lang talaga kayo sa buhay, pakinggan nyo kami sa Bulala Sessions, Wednesdays at 8pm, Kita-kits! This is Gamchat. My name is Greg. I'm McCoy. And I'm Dee. We're three Filipino gay guys trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. Welcome to our podcast. So guys, um, have you watched anything new on HBO Max or rewatched anything new on HBO Max, I should say? That is a very specific check-in there. I don't know. Very specific, right? <laughs> I know where he's going with his. <laughs> yeah, why don't you start with this one, McCoy? Okay. So, Dune is now on HBO Max, right? And I love that movie. I saw it in the theater. And I was like, okay, I have to rewatch it because it was just like visually stunning. And then the score was just amazing. Uh, the storyline, um, some people didn't like it. I thought it was really good. I thought it opened up... Um, how do I say this? It's not a, it's not what I expected from a um a science fiction movie. I expected something like Star 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 Wars, where if if they make it look weird enough, then it's from outer space. But in this movie, it was weirdly familiar, but foreign at the same time. And keep in mind, I didn't watch the the old movie or the old show, so I had no re- point of reference. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, McCoy, I don't have a point of reference that you just said that. Weirdly, what did you say? Weirdly? Familiar, but um, foreign at the same time, something like that. Yeah, um, I can't even, I don't know anything that could describe that. <laughs> like, I don't know how to, like. Well, because um, some of the, the costumes, for example, some of the, the chants, I may have heard something very similar in, in, in other things, you know, from other cultures. So, um, oh, like church church or even you know when um oh i don't want to say anything too late say it so when they were prepping the soldiers from the empire they had people that looked like they were human sacrifices it was very reminiscent of apocalypto the movie um you know like when they did all that stuff um and also when late i think her name is jessica lady jessica when they got to the the planet and her arrival costume uh, was very familiar. Like, I've seen something very similar in, like, for example, Indian weddings or something like that. You know, like, uh, the jewels in her face. And, it, it, yeah, I, I like it. I, I really like that movie a lot. Well, it's been on, on HBO Max for a while now. I didn't like, know it. It came out on HBO and theater at the same time. I didn't know that because it just popped up on the thing i just barely got hbo like not so long ago so all these things are like new to me oh uh, that explains yeah, it. yeah. sorry Welcome to 2022 mccoy sorry 
<laughs> it's like you know like you that one friend you're like oh my god guys guess what i found out you know <laughs> like it's the newest hottest thing and you're like uh yeah it's been around forever now hey it's newest hottest thing for me so <laughs> i i am valid and i count so there <laughs> whoa nobody was saying that you're not valid or counted <laughs> Okay, Sententivo today, okay. <laughs> How about you guys? We finished Euphoria, but now we're just kind of like, me and Amada are kind of just lost on like, we have other things that we're watching that's still active, but we just feel like there's that void. Like, we just finished something that's like, what can we watch to replace it? There's a lot. We know. I have like my, what is that? My added list. Mm-hmm. It just like goes on and on, but for some reason, we can't find anything that evokes the same emotion or anticipation whenever that Sunday kicks in. Like, oh, this is on. So I don't know. We're kind of lost because that show really like we held back and watching it for like since you know it came up. Everyone like, oh, have you watched it? Watched it? We just never got to it until like maybe two months ago. We finished the first season and we got caught up to like, by the time we started the second season, it was like, we were just waiting for the last episode finale. And it was, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I can't say it's a relatable show because it's very extreme. What is this show about for a lot of people who don't have HBO Max? Um, it's about like uh, students in high school. And, like, the daily struggles that they go to. But I like that one character is trans. And it never really was, like, the topic. We just know she was. She wasn't bullied. She wasn't, like, picked on. It wasn't, like, her hooking up with someone that was not the topic. Or it wasn't, like, the highlighted issue for herself. So, in that way, I guess it was, like, it's a good imaginary high school that you could be in but how is it different from the other like high school shows that are out there um is there is it like the way it's shot is it like okay you remember um what's that 90s movie with Saved by the bell no no what's that 90s movie with uh chloe sevigny um rosario dawson kids kids Wow, yes it's like it's like kids that yes, the film yes <clears throat> it's kind of like that but um, Ooh, current, but you also can't like put the you know specific time on when everything takes place because sometimes they would dress like they're in the nineties, but then they would have the current like technology, and so it's it's very like nondescript that anyone can relate to it. But unlike kids, they probably don't have like that scene where the guys like shaking his titi around do they oh yeah they have a lot of that but you know what, what? they have nudity but are you serious what every, yeah but what everyone is happy about this show is that there are more male nudity than female because they're not really trying to sexualize the females so it's it's that's been a, that's been like a good conversation about it it's like you know like hbo usually it's like okay it's like nude woman you know that and it's like that's how they mm-hmm. sexualize everything but here it's like that, with men that's a good point they go in the lockers and there's like penises so the, the the conundrum for everyone is like okay i'm watching who are supposed to be teenagers i should like i feel awkward watching this but we all know that the actors are in their 20s playing this so it's it's a weird like conversation that people have yeah you definitely have to keep that in mind when you watch it i'm, I'm sure yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I haven't been watching, let's see, on HBO Max specific, I don't really, um, I've been watching multiple shows, but I'm going to just do a, probably a different check-in for me is, you know, I had last night, I had this conversation with a friend, um, he was visiting, um, and we were eating at this restaurant in downtown Laguna um, for dinner and having drinks, and we're having this conversation about relationships and love, and he brought something I don't, I've heard this term before, radical love. Like, it is a radical that two men or two women or a, a trans couple would be in love in today's society or in society in general. And being a person of color on top of that is even more radical. And I just never thought about it. And I thought that was so interesting. And we, and we talk about like about stepping into like if you're going to be radical like you yourself are radical ready like own it and step into that radical love and not be afraid or ashamed of it because no matter who you are or like how people see you it is radical and to continue pushing forward um i thought it was just something interesting that we i just totally did not th- thought about have you guys heard of radical love in what sense like what makes it I I have, but in in a different context though. In what context did you hear about it? It's like I think what they meant was, love them dis despite their hatred for you or disdain for you or oh, something that's, like that. That's yeah. different. Yeah, but I was just about this is like you know D like you your marriage to Mato who's Filipino, um, that's pretty radical. You know, like you you if you go to other states, for example, in the U.S. or or other places, it's it. They would see that as a as extreme. Well, maybe we should normalize radical. Or maybe we should just own it. Like yes. Well, I that, that's what I was thinking is that it's radical because it's new or different. We're still trying to break the barriers and make it everyone else not be uncomfortable with it. But that's not really our job mm-hmm. to convince yeah. people otherwise. But when I was thinking about radical, I thought, I'm just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> we'll call you Let's where I was gonna go. Alone. Okay. Let's leave that one alone. <laughs> well, speaking of radical love, um, let's talk about today's episode. In today's episode, we are dissecting what the F is a Filipino. Get it? F and Filipino. All right. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> We've been we've been wanting to do this episode for the longest time now. Um, like, what is a Filipino? Because I feel like it just comes up a lot, especially like for Filipino Americans or Filipinos like in other parts of the world um, who identify as being Filipino, um, but because of the way they look or because they don't know the language, they get questioned if they have if they're Filipino enough. They get questioned their of their Filipino ness. Um, and I feel like it's it's a common comment people will make sometimes. We are going to break down this episode by looking at four characteristics. By physical characteristics, um, cultural characteristics, language, and of course like environmental characteristics like being born in the Philippines or not. Uh, but before we start this, McCoy... Where does the word Filipino come from? Um, the word Filipino was derived from Las Islas Filipinas, or the Philippine Islands, which is the name given by the um, Spanish, quote-unquote, discoverers, 
is that even the word of the Philippine Islands or the islands that constitute the Philippines. Um, so they think they discovered it, but anyway, I don't want to go get into that. Um, th there's a little bit of dispute with with some historians um, with who were being called Filipinos. Some historians were saying, um, and they had evidence to back this up, that um, indigenous people in the Philippines were called, were, were, were called Filipinos. But then some historians are saying, no, only Spanish uh, born in the Philippines were, call, were called Filipinos. Um, I'm going to leave that argument behind. But um, it's widely believed that um, Jose Rizal um, and his peers, or the educated uh, Filipino mestizos, started calling themselves Filipinos, trying to fight um, for the, the term to be widely accepted. Anyone that's born in the Philippines, in the islands, whether you're Spanish or you're what they would call Indio or uh, mestizo, are all Filipinos. And then, I'm sorry, what, the, what do the native people would be called? Indio. Indio. So Filipino, would you say Filipino is like a relatively new? I guess in the context, no, but I mean... In the context of world history, the term Filipino would relatively be new. Interesting. I didn't actually know that. I just thought we were all Filipino. <laughs> but I guess we'll decide that on this episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was a point right, in time so... that, you know, I would have been called an Indio, for example, not a Filipino. Had I been born into that... Oh, I thought With you no said right someone actually called you recently. I'm like, wait, I did not even know that was like a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like no, a Filipiniana no. the entire... The entire... <laughs> well, it, it sounds like it did unite the people then, right? Because if they're all called one thing, it'd I, be more uniting. I think the idea of separate. nationhood, um, the, the people that... Um, I don't even know what to call them, the educated class. Because, I, you know, I didn't study Philippine history. It's just something that interests me. Uh, but like I said, like, um, like Hussein is not the most popular one, but he had his, you know, his colleagues, his peers that he worked with, he wrote with. Um, they were fighting for, like, nationhood, for recognition, you know, for rights of, of their people. Um, because... The church had a lot of power, of course, and also Spain had a lot of power. The people that were there from the very beginning had nothing. They were very dependent on what the church decides to give them or what the government, what rights the government decides to give them. So let's start going into these characteristics, these four characteristics that we mentioned earlier. The first one is physical characteristics, like skin color, height, nose. I mean, like, there's, there's, at least for me, I'll speak for myself here. Um, growing up, you know, people always, and they still do, they don't recognize my physical characteristics as being Filipino. And growing up, they used to always say I was adopted, which always made, it brought a little tear in my eye. I was just like, oh, yeah, you're funny. You're so funny. And I'm like crying to my room, hugging my Care Bears. I'm like, <laughs> um, or they, they would look at your, your nose, for example, and they would highlight that. Um, and saying, oh, there was something, like, you know, that you you were not Filipino because you didn't have a, a certain type of nose. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, actually, I, actually um, uh, it's, it's, 
saying things like that is being ignorant of the diversity of the Philippines and the Filipino people in general. You know, we have people who um, who are of mixed Chinese descent, Filipino Chinese descent. Uh, we have people who are of mixed uh, European and Filipino descent. And in recent history, meaning post uh, post Spain, we have people who are of American and Filipino descent. So, and even before that, we we have been intermarrying and mixing with with other people in the region. So I think, you know, we have to recognize that we are diverse. There's no one way to look Filipino. But is it fair to say that that distinguishing characteristic or like physical characteristic is kind of maybe now irrelevant? Or is it now being phased out like that's not really what can define a Filipino anymore? I'm hoping that that's the case, and I there's a certain part of me that agrees with you yeah. that it's becoming irrelevant. Um, I think these are like Western ideas that were put into our minds that this is this is what you know, kind of like how the Spanish labeled us Indios and the Mestizos, and they had like a tears, social tears, and I feel like this is this has become part of ingrained in us in us this colonial mentality to label us and in a way to separate each other from you know each to separate one another it i I think weird the physical characteristics more stands out in a sense of like um societal placement or like Mm. where you status i guess but not necessarily from the outs well no i guess like non-filipinos will also think that way um Especially here, you know, they're trying to play that guessing game. What are you, kind of thing, yeah. which kind of gets to be annoying sometimes. But yeah, yeah, I think the cool thing about being Filipino is that there's, like, there's not one specific look of a Filipino, and it's so diverse, um, in the range of it. I would like to say it's not relevant, but I think people continue to label others, especially with actors. Um, you know, we see that like we'll make there's tons of actors, not tons, but they are quite a few actors now that are like Filipino. They don't look Filipino, and some people won't claim them as Filipino or um but they're also proud Filipinos. And some people like, oh, but they don't have dark skin, or oh, because they don't look like this and that. Um it kind of makes them question how Filipino are they really. So it kind of bo- goes both ways. It's like um you know, I think we discussed this in the episode, the colorism episode. People are demeaned because of they have darker skin tone, but the reverse is also true. You know, you are labeled as not you can't be Filipino because you're not dark enough, which makes them question their own their own existence, their own you know value as a Filipino. So let's talk about um, bloodline. I think I have a funny little story about this because I took the twenty three and Me. DNA, did you guys do that? I haven't, but I've been meaning to. All right, so I took that DNA test where it breaks down. It's called 23andMe, and it breaks down your, uh, I guess, your genetic code, or not your genetic code, but, like, your ancestral, like, where are you really from? And so I, I thought it was funny. We went to a party. All, all three of us, we went to a party, a housewarming party, and our friend um, was there. I won't say his name, but... <laughs> He he was born in the Philippines, right? You know the song I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he was born in the Philippines. Speaks Tagalog. Is it, is it Tagalog he yep. speaks or a different yeah. dialect? Tagalog. Um, I think he has his and own then from dialect. From the outside, yeah. <laughs> his own dialect. <laughs> Yo, I'm definitely not gonna say his name for that shade, D. <laughs> but it's interesting because I think on the on the outside, if you put me and him standing together, like someone might might say he's more Filipino than me. No one would doubt him as being Filipino. Thank you. McCoy. As opposed to people doubting you. Yeah. I don't think it's yes. about doubting. It's just more often. like strong questioning. <laughs> really? Oh, no. He was literally doubting. <laughs> people like this, this guy was literally saying, you cannot be Filipino. And I was right there. I'm like, I had to vouch for him. Yes. yes, Filipino. Like, I had to vouch for him. I felt so bad. That's right. Yeah. I totally forgot that part. Like, I know his family. <laughs> I know where he comes from. He's Filipino. Like, I had... To convince the guy, and I'm like thinking, first of all, who are you to be questioning him? Anyway, but McCoy, you were not on. there when the basket was left in front of their front door, <laughs> so you cannot you say that you were. Slap you so hard, <laughs> but you know what? He, but he looks like his brothers in in certain ways, so you can't deny but that they're siblings. Is- that this this is a good example. I totally forgot about this part. Mm-hmm. Is that yes, somebody was literally questioning my identity yeah. at this party. He was denying saying, you cannot uh, be. He, yeah. he was so adamant about it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. He was so vocal about yes. it. But so our friend yes. who is, you know, he looks Filipino, and people like you were saying that would not question our our mutual friend, uh his Filipino-ness, he took 23 and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I remember when he said, like, what percentage of him was Filipino. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Because my my uh, my 23andMe DNA says I am actually 79.9% Filipino. I think it was like 73. No, his was a lot lower. No, no, it wasn't that low, but you were like a few points above him. I was like, yeah. You yeah. Got, I was actually technically my bloodline. I am more Filipino yeah. than him. Yeah, you were. And yet at the party, someone was basically so vocal to me saying I'm not Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> I should just show them my like 23andMe. And be like, Look, you should start carrying that like the COVID vaccine card. And just so like <laughs> you pull your Apple oh, wallet. I'll be yeah. Apple, app for it. Look, I have I have my booster shot and I'm Filipino. <laughs> Which honestly should be done in the same way. It's to say you collect the same sample in the same manner. So why can't they just like, hey, um, I might have been exposed to COVID last week. Can you actually also trace my Filipino-ness <laughs> and send it in the same result or something? All right, so what is your thoughts about this, the bloodline? I think that part is really touchy because that's been like a conversation with everyone. That percentage, right? Like, does it, I don't know. I don't, okay. The way I see it is like, you know how in Hawaii, you're not really, like, that's how they determine if you're like Hawaiian, right? It's like a bloodline, like, percentage. And I don't know if that exists anywhere else. I think like native tribes do that here too. Yeah, in the mainland. It does. But I can't really but, distinguish being Filipino in that sense. Well, I think like the bloodline or the percentages, it really shouldn't matter because we go back to the fact that, you know, the Filipino the, as a people is very diverse. And for example, there there, there are prominent uh, Spanish families in, in the Philippines. Um, and if you if you take them out of the Philippines and you put them somewhere else, you and they say, I'm Filipino, they're like, no, you're not. Kind of like with you, Greg, but they they would be people would be more vocal because they absolutely don't look like 
they're Filipino. They look like they belong in Argentina, for example. Does that mean they're not Filipino? Even though they've been in the Philippines for generations, and that's where their life is, and that's where their family is, and they choose to identify as Filipino. I'm not saying that they do. I'm just assuming, let's, for the sake of argument, um, if they choose to identify as Filipino, who who are we to say, no, you're not? Or like, for example, Chinese families in the Philippines who have been there for some several generations, some just, you know, one or two generations. And if they choose to identify as Filipino, who are we to say, no, you're Chinese? You're not Filipino. Yeah, then like, why would, would it, I don't know, why would it matter, you know? This yeah. might piss off people, but remember when, I definitely remember when we were younger, when we would meet someone that's obviously in our community, Filipino, <laughs> yes. but they would yes. highlight their halves part yes. or quarter-ish. Oh my God. Like, like to me now, like before I, I cringed at that or like even really like asked, is that necessary? But I think my mindset for that has changed because it is that I see it's like it's that sense of like trying to really find out who you are in a context that is not really like putting down others. As long as it's that yeah. where like, oh, I'm this and this and I'm different from everyone else. It because people actually applied it or kind of used it in that sense before but now whenever someone's like oh yeah i'm part chinese which as we can say like well i i'm guessing maybe is it a good 30 percent would you say that would be a good i, I can't really well, say yeah yeah i think that happened in like when there were Filipino contestants for American Idol, for example, like years ago, they'd yeah. say, oh, I'm Filipino, Spanish, and Chinese. I'm like, you just described like 80% of the Philippines. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Like, really? Like, does that even need to be said? Like, just say you're Filipino. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, it also made me think about when, um, when back in college, we would do um, PCNs, Filipino yeah. Cultural Night. And... There were so many other people on campus that weren't Filipino that joined PCN, but we were all doing cultural dances. They wouldn't even do the cultural dances with us. But when we all do the dances together, like you can't, you couldn't actually tell who was Filipino and not Filipino. Like everyone could absolutely be have Philip a Filipino bloodline somewhere, you know. And I thought that was quite interesting because there was it didn't matter about your bloodline. It's just that you're celebrating a culture. There you go. With yeah. everyone, and it was very inclusive. Speaking of that, let's talk about the second characteristic, which, which is cultural and behavioral um, customs in the Philippines. So, what behaviors define a Filipino? I'm sure we've all seen this on TikTok and on Facebook. We're like, oh, you, if you're Filipino, you, you purse your lips and to point, which I do. I do that. I do that. Yeah. Oh, I don't do that anymore. Like, I'm very um, aware of it. Why would he have to be aware of it? Because he's it. trying to hide his Filipino-ness. Yeah, I am trying to hide <gasps> my Filipino-ness. <gasps> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, because, like, I I never... Hmm, I don't even remember the last time I did that. I'm, I'm, when I say I'm aware of it, I'm just aware of it as, like, a Filipino thing to do. Um, Yeah, I don't remember the last time I did that. But I know I have done it before. I think I've only done that if my hands are not free. <laughs> and that's what I kind of associated it with, like, whoever, especially yeah. moms would do that, right? And we see, like, moms are, like, very, like, multitaskers. Like, so they're probably doing something. And then it's, like, no hands are free. But, yeah, I, I, I myself don't really do that as much anymore. Or I've been, like, aware not to do that. Well, I do it when it's on two 
occasions. Well, usually when it's like really hot and I just don't want to move my arms, <laughs> I don't. I would just point the things. <laughs> uh, you know you're so hot. Uh, they pass a the pass a bowl of fruit <laughs> over there. You know <laughs> you point your lips. Sorry. Or that, or if I ate too much, you know, like eat too much food and just like uh, I can't move. I just on the couch and just point your lips like the controller and just point to it, like hoping it'll come to you. But that's when I do it. And uh, what other characteristics? What other behaviors define a Filipino? It defines a Filipino tita, which is gossiping, where you walk into the room and they all of a sudden they will talk comment about your weight. And then when you're getting a second <laughs> serving of something, they whisper with each other, like, look, it's getting another serving of this and that. But that could be, like, all people of color. Actually, yeah, you're right. All people of color are Filipino. <laughs> but sorry, Greg, I'm mostly exposed to Filipinos, and that's where I see it. But it's re- But you're right. It's Because my coworkers have said, no, that's not only a Filipino thing. That's also in our culture. I'm like, mm, I get it. Yeah. Or yeah. How about uh, shoes? Uh, when you enter a house, you take your shoes off. We. Don't, I don't do that here. But yes, it's. What? It, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it is. It is. Like my dad's house, I'll take my shoes off. Or my my brother's house, like everyone else's house, I'll do it. But where I live, I don't. But it's not like an Asian thing, like taking well, off the it, shoes. Yeah. It is an Asian yeah, thing. Right? I would. I would hope so. Yeah, because in Japan they do that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's mostly an Asian thing. I shouldn't say ev- all everyone in Asia does that, but I think it's mostly. I don't. Someone correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, I was just about this because you, you reminded me of this. As um, is it? A, are you Filipino when you get in, um? Do do all parents do this when they get upset with their kids and they have the same curse word? Is that Filipino? What curse word? Like that, and then they they take off their papaluin kita. You mean? Yeah, and they pull out their belt, or they get their chinelas, or the chinelas. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that all Filipino? Well, I I can't relate, Greg, because I have never upset my parents to that point. Like, I was a very good kid. What? I don't even know what it, I don't even know what it means. Actually, They will spank you, papaluin. Palo is to spank. Oh, that makes sense now. I just got it. You think they was pu- pulling it? What's the belt or the slippers for if not to, like, spank you with it? <laughs> I'm like, who's Papa and who's Lewin and who's Kata? <laughs> so at least you learned something new today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, like, I wow, was a good okay. kid. I've never experienced that. I got spank once because of my brother it wasn't even my fault anyway <laughs> okay and then of course how about the, the monopole that's yeah very that's very you see your elders i'm trying to figure out if i've seen that in other cultures and i don't i don't think so okay one thing that we definitely do is like the respect respect for everyone definitely which yeah. is like um i've been trying to break this practice with like the people that I work with because I work with some Filipinos as well and they started calling me like when I came in the picture it was right away I mean obviously I'm way older than some of them but I've tried to correct them but I've kind of let them alone afterwards because I was like I give up I can't do I can't they call do you the, kuya. yes yeah they keep calling me kuya or <laughs> oh, like, like everyone that. else and to me I mean, I have my own qualms about it, but 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna expand on why I don't like it, but it's not, it's not even really about the age. It's just like more of like I, if I'm working with someone, I'm, unless I'm a way obvious superior than you, then you show me respect in that sense, but not necessarily in a day to day like that, and and to me like sometimes that's used in a sense of manipulation too. And I don't like it. See, I don't see it that way, D, but <laughs> yeah, based on your personality, I can see why you, you'd believe you that. You know, like, when you're trying to persuade someone, like, oh, yeah, come on. Like, you, like, you're trying to get your way into having them do it. People slip that in. Oh, my God. Adi, and I don't like that. I, Adi, I can totally see you be set off if someone goes... If you like, some are random and some calls it kuya, you're like, why do you call me kuya? Like, I could totally see you, like, go off on someone. Like, and, well, you could hear, you know, you could hear in the tone of the voice already. But that's one other thing. It's like, yeah, we're, like, like really it. aggressively respectful of others oh, in that sense that, like yeah. But, you know, the, the funny, like, my family is a bit of an outlier because I don't call my siblings, because I'm the youngest, I don't call my siblings ate or kuya or manong yeah. or manang. What? I don't. You I, don't? We didn't, grow, we, don't, we didn't grow up that way. And I remember my Lola, uh, who I didn't really interact with a lot when we were in New York, and she was there. And I called my brother. I said, oh, Carlos. And like, oh, you should say kuya Carlos or something like that. And I said, kuya Carlos, like very mockingly, <laughs> like said that. Wow. Because I was like, why are you forcing me to say something yeah. I've never said to him before? Oh, my God, you guys. I love that. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I, I interact with a lot of people in the Philippines on Twitter and whatnot. And we have become friends with them. And you know how they call us? Kuya, like me, kuya Makoy or Makoy. It's like it, it took some time to get used to and someone did have to explain to me about the sir part uh, how it's why that is and it took me a while to like accept that like fine because but i mean it's like but it's like a, it's like a sign of respect it's not yes, like I, a, a yeah. bad thing yeah for sure the root of it because is I to, to show respect well i told him like please don't call me sir and i could see he was visibly um uncomfortable without calling me Sir McCoy or Kuya McCoy. Like, so I felt bad. So I said, you can call me whatever you want. Like, just whatever. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. When I was, when I was a kid, um, uh, I used to call like, I go, I call, I have a Kuya and a Manong. My, my el- the eldest, I call Kuya, and then the middle one, I call Manong. Um, which I think people would get thrown off by that. They're like, why do you call Manong? So you know why which you one, you, so you don't have like, to say the name. Yeah. yeah, so it's just easier for me yeah. because they thought I was a dunce as a kid. They're like, oh, I'll just keep it simple for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, my brother, my, my kuya would be so embarrassed because my brother had hung with, like, the white kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, kuya, kuya. And I, I, I could hear, like, the other classmates make fun of him. They're like, kuya, kuya. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to else to say. Like, I, you have to call him by that. It's a Filipino thing. I'm just Filipino, yo. I'm just Filipino. <laughs> I was a little hurt that you know, like the youngest doesn't doesn't have a name. Is there a name for the youngest one? But that's just the youngest kid. You don't be like I don't like you don't see a sibling call their youngest like sibling like Bunsol. Well, since you're you were born last, you don't get rights. I know. What's up with that, yo? Damn. Well, they say you know the youngest is like usually the favorite. Not in my family. Yeah, it's true. That. Oh. That's a, see, that's the thing. Oh. See, that's that's what I actually I think that's my 
um, we're overextending this. I don't really care anymore. But like, <laughs> that's my problem with that hierarchy thing is that you only yeah. have a reference for someone that's above you but not below you. And that's what I. Yeah. That's why I kind of you know. I, to me, like I, I will see you respecting me more if you don't call me that, because then you see us as equal. Like I, I, I don't see, I don't see a sign of respect when someone is when you're. It only applies to someone that's above you, or in a sense better or that not better. Um, it's ahead of you in some way, right? But if you have no reference for someone that's below you in that sense, then it's not really, that's not derogatory. Then I don't, you know, I, this doesn't sit with, well with me. Well, you know what, with, when it comes to like, you know, we Filipinos are aggressively respectful. Um, I think the, because I spent part of my childhood, childhood here in America, and of course you kind of um absorb that culture right and i think i had a discussion with my mother about one of my titas and i you know she was saying oh you have to respect her because she's your tita i was like no i don't i will respect her when she deserves my respect yeah mm. and that's usually well, like I'm... not said right but i think i was being aggressively um american i guess like i don't know yeah, you're totally American. <laughs> you, you just throw out the Filipino-ness out the door. <laughs> I will say this, like, so I don't get a title, so I feel like all the bunsos in the world, we should just unite and fight. But I will say this, like, when my my younger cousins who call me, like, Kuya, and I'm like, oh, my God, they call me Kuya. Um, I don't know. I There's something about it where it makes me feel like I have to be a better person or a better role model for them, or how could I better be a good example my younger cousins who call me Kuya. You know? So, I don't know. I, I kind of like that aspect. I can't relate. I only have one cousin that's younger than me, and I'm, you know, yeah, that's it. No, no, it's clear that you can't relate. I I'm can. just more Filipino than you, McCoy. Apparently. Sorry, well, I'll Filipino. get that test done, and let's see. So moving on, we have our final two characteristics we should be looking at. Next one is language and dialect, because there's a lot of dialects in the Philippines. Uh, there's about um, at least 120 languages in the Philippines, de depending on how you want to. 120? At least. It, they say 120 to 180. But, you know, because people say, you know, Filipino dialects, actually, it's Filipino languages. Because I think a dialect is described, or the meaning of a dialect is, uh, for example, British English even British English is like divided into different, you know, accents and different regions. Australia, New Zealand, American, and Canadian, they all speak English, but they have different accents. They have different words that they use. They have different phrases, but they all understand each other. Same thing with French. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you for saying this because I was always, when I was a kid, I was, how do you say, I just had different aunties yeah. that helped out around the house. <laughs> See, um, there's no reference point for learn... someone that's like below, in a sense. That's what I have. <laughs> Do you mean like like an assistant, like that assists you in no, just getting changed? I just have aunties from I just have aunties just like from all over the Philippines okay. when I was younger, and um, okay, and I would learn certain words from them. And then I would say it to like the, my the, yeah. my Lola or my other ones, and they'd be like, "What?" And they're like, I was like, yeah, doesn't that mean like, but? And they're like, no, it's this. I'm like, well, I don't understand. Like, I thought I was learning Tagalog all this time, but it's a different 
language and it's, it is a different language. It's language, yeah. Yeah, it's a, I ne- it is not I, a yeah dialogue. actually, I've never thought of it, about it that mm. way. So, For example, I'll give you an example. Because I speak Tagalog, right? And I understand Ilocano because my family's Ilocano. But I only understand maybe like 60% of it. But give me two hours of spending with someone who speaks only Ilocano, then that 60 will go up to 80%. Um, I can spend a... <laughs> one whole day with someone who speaks Kapampangan and I will never understand what they are saying to me. Yeah. Because it's a completely different words. Not exactly. even just pronunciation. It's just like the actual word itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different language completely. Like, for example, like um, Manila Tagalog, maybe the accent is going to be different from someone from Batangas. Like, I, we would say porque to say like just because I have, I met someone who's from Rizal, and he would use the word como, como. I'm like thinking, I've never heard anyone use that before. But I'm thinking, maybe he's from Rizal, and that's what they use. So that's kind of like a dialect. So this is interesting because if we said that, you know, language is being Filipino equates to being Filipino, then that wouldn't make sense because everyone in the Philippines speaks different languages. Well, there's one... Like, you can't define one language as, like, that it means you're Filipino. Actually, that's what they did. They made Tagalog into a national language, and they call that Filipino. And how about if you speak the other language? Are you not Filipino enough? I think you are taught Tagalog or Filipino in primary school or something like that. To be able to... Converse with everyone else. Kind of like Mandarin in China is the national language. Okay, that just threw up my whole, like, (laughs) argument. (laughs) I was trying to go somewhere with this, (laughs) McCoy, you just kind of killed it. No, but I I get what you mean. It's like saying, if you don't speak a Filipino language, for example, does that make you less Filipino? Even if you, ethnically, you are Filipino. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. What, What do you think? I don't, I don't think language defines your filipino But you also have to understand the history, right? To a certain degree. Well, you have to understand the history. Well, I mean, to define, like, if you're Filipino or not Filipino, yeah, you no, can't for sure. say, like... No, but what I'm saying about history is, like, people who are who migrated to the U.S., for example, correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, I think you know more about this, um, they wanted their kids to assimilate a lot quicker within the um, American society, um, so they made sure that they spoke English instead of Tagalog. And some yes. of the kids grew up not knowing Tagalog. For example, I have yes. my niece and my nephew. My sister refused to teach them Tagalog. But now that they're grown, they're like, oh, I wish I had taught them. Yeah, I find that so interesting, that mentality. Just because to me, I just really wouldn't actively teach if I had a kid Tagalog. Just because it's a lot of work. <laughs> like it's out of well, laziness. If you just speak to them in, in Tagalog, that really yeah, helps. Yeah, right. It helps. Mm. But yeah, yeah. If I mean, if there was somewhere else, like I think was it San Diego who made Tagalog one of like the elective courses in their school system. Like if if that was available, then I would actually send my kids to learn that. But the I would want them to learn the proper way. Yeah. Well, okay. I have a, mm. another sister who. And her husband insisted that he learn uh, Tagalog. Yeah. And so she would um, talk to him in Tagalog, and she won't reply to him if he doesn't ask in Tagalog. Yeah. So it was interesting because um, he would 
turn to my sister, to his mother, and speak in Tagalog, and then he'll turn to his father and speak in English. Like, he could turn it on and off. Um, sadly enough, now he doesn't really speak it, but I know he understands it. Yeah. I have a quick two stories about this. One is I am the product of that mentality. Of my mom didn't want me to learn Tagalog uh, because, like, you're in America. You're, in, you're American now. You know, she didn't want me to, to struggle, um, I guess, um, in school and i don't know she was too worried about that so she, i did ask her to you know speak to me in tagalog and she would do it for like five minutes and then i go right back to english because she was so frustrated with me because i'm like I'm like what <laughs> and so she didn't do it well greg it's really difficult it's difficult because you don't you don't have the ear for it like it, that didn't thank you yeah, i'm sorry I, yeah I'm... like I, I didn't need you to point it out I, <laughs> I get it i do listen to our own podcast and i see like what the hell am i saying for the philippine word of the day that doesn't make any sense you know but here's another story guys about language hmm. i have um, my cousin in the philippines uh she has a son she go he goes to a, a catholic school uh german school so they speak english like like german nuns i think oh. And so they speak English, but not at the school. And also German or no German? No, no, just no English. German, just German nuns. And then they only speak English. And then he goes home, and they speak English. Um, she will let him go play with the the kids, uh, the neighbors. So this poor kid—I won't say poor kid—but this kid is in the Philippines, who doesn't spell, he doesn't like speak a lick of Tagalog at all. He only knows English. And so what I'm saying is, like, it's so interesting because, like, is he Filipino or not Filipino, you know? He doesn't speak any Tagalog. Well, I had cousins who grew up that way, and I would always get told off when I speak to them in Tagalog. What? Yes. Why? Because they didn't want them to speak Tagalog or something. I don't know. I don't know what the mentality is. Does that make them better? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, that's what I was going to get to. Is that still the case here where parents would rather really just see that it's a, it would be a struggle for you to even speak Tagalog as your first language and then learn English as you grow up? Is that is that still like a like do they still see that as a, a hurdle that they their kid will have to go through? Or is it I, now I, an I asset? I think it's more of an asset, but okay, maybe I'm going to say something controversial. But the history with with Filipinos that migrate migrated here, not teaching um, Tagalog to their kids and just insisting on English. I think we already covered that. But maybe in the Philippines, I don't know what the reason is. Is it because like your kid looks fancy or sounds fancy because they only speak English? Like, are they more social? No, I mean, I mean, I'm think, assuming that it's just because english is spoken in many places like in the u.s and so their hopes is that they could be able to secure a job in the u.s or something like that um but there are other I filipinos mean, I, who didn't speak english at home and they are able to find jobs and speak english very well yeah. i mean i don't know i think everyone has different reasons because yeah, it's something that you would learn right because in, in my head like the uh, parents who raise their kids here in the u.s you know that by the age of, let's say, five or six, when they go outside of your own house already, they will learn English no matter what. Yeah, they will. So I just find that, like, yeah. why is it that you, you know, why even not prioritize talking to them in Tagalog just at home and having them respond? So that way it's built already. Yeah. Like the foundation well, Greg, is there. Uh, 
how do you feel that you you were never taught Filipino? Like, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel sad. I mean, would you say that it was like the twenty seven percent of your percentage that was missing? <laughs> You are robbing me of my 79.9% like, of Filipino. Let's say if you like, you know, like do, what do you call it? Duolingo, Tagalog, like for a month. And if you spit in that little cup, would it like change? Like by a 0.5%. You know, here's why I'm looking at other cultures, uh-huh. all right, about language. Because like in like Koreans, like in like... In my area, even Chinese, there are Chinese and Korean schools that teach kids the language and culture. Like I think after it, school programs. I think in, in in Korean culture, it's it's a big deal. Like you have to learn. Yeah. yeah, and then you don't see that in the Philippines. I think there was one in San Francisco, like um, with a Filipino a Filipino school or an after school program where they speak in Tagalog and teach about culture. But we don't really have that, in in the states as much. It's just very few, and I think that's unfortunate. Yeah, because I am hearing a lot of the stories of friends of mine who have kids who are born here. So it's like what um, second, no third generation um, Filipinos don't really know their culture as much, and but yet they're they're looking for it. Yeah. you know they yeah. they they do want to learn more about being Filipino and the Filipino culture, um, but they're losing the access to it. You know, that's kind of what I appreciate about Filipino-Americans because I I have said this before in the past where I think Filipinos in the Philippines take their culture for granted as opposed to a lot of Filipino um, in other countries who were born in other countries who are trying to reach out to learn their own culture that they were deprived of. Yeah, this is interesting because it makes me remind me that I have a friend who is from the Philippines, came here, and he was, when we talk about like projects like creative projects he was always amazed like filipino americans are proud to be filipino um or 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 access their culture talk about their culture because he's like in the philippines you're just like you know you're just filipino in the philippines here um it's different it's like here in the states it's like any moment they have an opportunity to share about their culture they will so our last characteristic we should talk about is environmental characteristics. Like the meaning which is like being born in the Philippines versus like being born in the States or in Amsterdam or in London <laughs> or, or in Canada. Um, like, you mm-hmm. know, like do you lose your Filipino-ness when you're born somewhere else when you're not born in the Philippines? Does it make a difference? No, no, because you take your bloodline with you. <laughs> what? Or you take I have your proof et- I took my bloodline. <laughs> you you take your ethnic ethnicity with you. Your nationality is not your ethnic background, not not necessarily. Well, that went really quick, guys. <laughs> right there. Like for example, okay, uh, for example, if you are a Filipino citizen and you have a child that's born here in the U.S., you can go to the embassy and register them, and they will become Filipino citizens as well. So nationality is something you can gain. Well, it's something obtain. that you're born with. You, mm, it's not that easy. It's not that easy because, for example, if you if your mother is an American citizen, not dual, not dual Filipino American, but just American, um, and you are born to that F- American mother, even though she's of Filipino descent, you cannot gain Filipino citizenship through her. 
I think that's like that's very like legal stuff, but um, I think that's how it goes. I think we need to learn to separate the nationality with our ethnic background. Like, what, it's not mutually exclu- exclusive. Is that the word? Mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. I kind of like being a hyphen, <laughs> like Philippine American. Like that's pretty cool. But there is a lot of hyphens. But it is nice to know, like. Um, to have a sense of like you know like not too long ago like my mom and my dad are from the Philippines and they have like land out there that there's some kind of ancestral hand there is something about when you go to the Philippines like I know like I think one of my friends called me out he was like I was like oh yeah you know when you go to the um, the homeland or so I said something like to that fact he was like wait what because you're born in the states I was like I don't know I'm like yeah I was born in the states but there's something about going back to the Philippines well that just feels like homie it doesn't matter where you're born your roots are in the philippines because your parents are filipino well 73 percent of your roots is in the philippines 79.9 percent d but the others percentage were also in the philippines so they set roots there yes oh my god you're right because the other percent of me which i'm not gonna say but um <laughs> did go to the philippines <laughs> <laughs> and ravage the land. Know what the other percentage. Yeah. <gasps> and I was gonna say something really wrong, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> they ravaged something else, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> so the, the the question with with this, um, with this, where you were born thing, is are you more Filipino if you're born in the Philippines? as opposed to someone who was born outside the Philippines but is of Filipino descent? Is that the question that we're trying to ask ourselves? I don't, I don't yeah. I don't think I hold that to any regard because, I mean, yeah. especially now, uh, you know, the diaspora that's here in the U.S. is like we get, you know, generations and generations after that. But what if they don't really have a chance to go back, Right. Do they lose Filipinoness because they haven't stepped foot? Like, just because they're born here, you know? So I can't really... I mean, where you're born... It, uh, yeah, like you said, nationality is separate from ethnicity. Yeah. Well, here's a, an interesting question. Because I I, I know this person, um, her parents are Ilocano. But she was born and raised in Manila, and she doesn't speak or understand Ilocano at all. So when people ask her... Um, oh, so you're Ilocano? No, I'm not. My parents are, but I'm not. I'm like thinking that doesn't even make sense. Because she said she didn't grow up in in the province. She doesn't speak or understand the language. But in my head, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Ethnically, you are Ilocano. But maybe she's just denying. She's just denying that yeah. part of herself. Yeah, I think she is. So she made me sad for her. Yeah. So yeah. it's more of an internal thing for her. So ask her, but what's some, wrong with uh, you? Uh, who hurt you? There's plenty wrong with her. But, um, <laughs> who hurt you? Ate. I would not call um, anyone. <laughs> Trust me. But have you met someone who denied yeah, their Filipinoness? Yeah. Yes. Plenty. Yeah? Wait, who did you say, D? I don't know. I said plenty. Yeah, I was just like, what? Call her out, call her out. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> plenty. But how does that make you feel when they do that? 
I feel bad for them just because they think that that's the only way that they can advance or whatever they're trying to do. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that is sad when you put it that way. Yeah. It's like you the, think you're going to... Like you have to The deny... world is still going to see you the way you are. Yes, yes. It's not like, going to change. Yeah. yeah. It's, clearly, you stand out for a reason, but you're denying it when it's so obvious. But, you know, we also know people... Well, we also know people who are like... At the very most, twenty five percent Filipino, yeah. right? But they're so proud of that. Like, yeah. I'm Filipino, like you know, and that makes me happy. McCoy because Greg is here. You know, go for it. <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so rude. <laughs> but you know, okay, so I do want to point out some uh, some history here. You know, one of the very first, um, the Filipinos actually first settled mm. in the U.S. back in the 1760s in New Orleans. And there is still a community of Filipinos from the, from those descendants that still identify as Filipino. Really, yeah. it's really cool. I, I read about that too. Yeah, it's it's quite beautiful. Like they still identify as at least from what I remember. It's been a year since I saw a documentary about this, but they still identify as Philippine Filipino, and I think that's pretty awesome. You know, I'm, I'm now now that you said that there are some Filipinos in Mexico during the the galleon trade and I, I wonder if they still consider themselves Filipino. I want to know that. That's I find that interesting. See, that I think that's what's hard about finding other Filipinos in different places just because we don't really have that centralized um distinction uh, especially like with areas you know how i think this is common like you go to chinatown there's a chinatown that's actually like you have to be blind not to know you're in chinatown yeah. <laughs> right and then here when we go to k-town it's like in yeah. not just or little saigon right so it, there's this distinction about it but here in the, especially in LA, I don't know if there's anywhere else. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you live in other states, like we Filipino don't, town. we have a Filipino town, but even I now as an adult don't really. Maybe I haven't done the work to learn why it's a Filipino town. But whenever I, I step foot in that area, I can't tell that it's yeah. Filipino town. Well, it's for. Well, it's just it was an area that you know a lot of Filipinos, even my relatives, were actually in that area too when they first came to LA. Yeah, the little area. Um, but the reason for that is because that's where they first yeah. moved. You know, Filipinos assimilated so well, you know, into the American fabric of culture, where like Chinatown, Koreatown, Thai Town, uh, Little Saigon, they were places to help their community because they couldn't speak, they couldn't assimilate, they couldn't speak the English, they couldn't speak the language. So they had to develop the businesses around that. Whereas Filipinos could have been everywhere. Yeah, but what would we make it? What? How could we make it distinctively Filipino? I mean... They're, they have a jeepney that goes up and down. Do we have to put like a fork, the giant fork and spoon like outside of our homes to know that it's like, oh, I'm in Filipino. Like, what would be the... the, the um, Jose Rizal like, the still do that in all the seafood cities. <laughs> there is no seafood do they have in it? Do they, ha do they a, have like a monument? They do. They, and the one in West Covina, they have a Jose Well, they have Rizal. it in Carson, I think. But Carson is not the Filipino yeah, town, right? It's very Filipinos. 
Carson is actually uh, there's a lot of Filipinos that live there. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the official yeah, historic Filipino town. Yeah, which is gentrified. See, there's no official except for historic Filipino town, but which is like, well, it's also what 10% Filipino. There is a, they have a lot of uh, senior. They used to have at least a lot of senior housing there for Filipinos, uh, but that has slowly dwindled. Mm. Yeah, they are moving to the burbs. Because I've always thought, like, even West Covina was, like, Filipino area as well. So, you know, we just have, like, small pockets of our group in different cities, but there's no... Well, it, okay, I might say something, again, a little maybe controversial, but I think there's a lot of Filipinos that strive to be white adjacent. Strive to be white adjacent. Or who's willingly, yeah... It's like willingly deny, and they 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 yeah. leave those areas uh, to be away from their fellow Filipinos because um, they see that as progress. Am I am I not am I wrong in saying this or assuming this? Just uh, I don't think that you're wrong in saying it, but I mean, is it true? Yeah, is it? Does that define generalize it? You know, is a blanket statement? Yeah, you know. In some cases, yes. Um, here's what we're seeing too, like like for example, Rancho Cucamonga, which is a suburb. But now there's a, there's a big Filipino population there. Now there's a seafood city. There's like Filipino restaurants. So even though they may move to the burbs, they still want to be close to a seafood city to, to make Filipino food. Maybe it's like, I feel like when you're talking about like, what are the centers? It's like these Filipino plazas. <laughs> Those are like the centers, right? Where like, you know, like my uncle, for example, <laughs> used to hang out every day in front of seafood city with his, with his homies. Um, drinking beer, um, but these these strip malls seem to be like the centers. So I get what you're saying, McCoy. But at the same time, I feel like they're also trying to bring their Filipino ness. But it comes back to food. Food brings everyone together. No, that's true. So maybe yeah. they, if they move to the burbs, they get a little bit of everything, a little bit white adjacent, but yet they could eat their like their bunset <laughs> and some good bundasol. Oh God, I miss bundasol. I think I'm just saying that because my my dad was very much like that. He couldn't get far away. He enough. wanted to get away from other Filipinos. Okay, we'll save that for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. We can unpack that. And he was very vocal about it too. So that's why I'm just like, what? And I've seen it with other people too. So. All right. So all that being said, final thoughts. What is a Filipino? Filipino or one Filipino? Okay. Well, you know, okay, um, you guys know, and I think some of the listeners know that I I am into pageants. Well, not into, but I watch pageants and I follow some. And, you know, we had some queens that have won Miss Universe, for example, and they were like half Filipino. And, you know, oh, the the latest one that won is half Filipino, half Australian, which is Catriona Gray. And people, even non-Filipinos, had said to me, like, but is she even Filipino? She's only half Filipino. She, they said only half Filipino. And I said, well, she chose to represent the Philippines. And in fact, she was one of the the candidates that opened the floodgates into representing the Philippines and representing its culture to the fullest. And she brought that to the forefront of her campaign during the, the, the pageant. And I think in her heart, if she wants to represent the Filipino, the Filipino community, the Philippines, and um, she wants to to celebrate its culture or her culture, her roots, who are we to say that she's not Filipino in, enough? She's Filipino, but she chooses to be Filipino. She chooses to to represent that side of her. It doesn't cancel out any other parts of her. She just chooses to celebrate that. I, I agree with that. Um... 
let me ask you guys this question is why is it so common for people to to question pe- other people's filipino-ness or to like say that comment well are they really filipino like why is that kind of like haterade maybe to cancel out their achievement or the achievement of the country as a whole i don't really know maybe you just can't be happy for the other people i'm not sure we discussed it earlier even like people who would say just filipino i say i'm filipino because that's the shortest thing mm-hmm. i have not done the 23 and me to really break down and be like i'm part spaniard chinese like well, like there's so many like every like what like yeah. you said 80 percent. i think that's actually like being stingy i think it's 90 percent of filipinos walking around <laughs> it's not like no far from the indigenous filipino that they've had right so i it's just like if someone questions it it's just more of like they had nothing better to do and they're judging others just for the sake of yeah. it or they woke up on the wrong side of the bed really <laughs> well how about you greg when Greg's case, though, it depends because his depends on that percentage that he gave my to DNA. that corporation <laughs> to to define who he is. Yeah, to define who he is well, by number. That corporation knows I am seventy nine point nine percent Filipino. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm going back to the beginning of this. It's like I was thinking about this. Um about that guy at that party that was so vocal saying that can trying to tell everyone and himself that I'm not Filipino because of the way I look or spoke or or anything and you know I it doesn't I don't see it having a purpose it doesn't like it doesn't help anyone to to say those type of comments or even like question it I mean I think that being Filipino is such a beautiful thing because it's our culture is just so rich um and diverse and one thing i guess we didn't really talk about like one thing that you probably hear all over the world about filipinos they mean hospitable you know there's like there's this culture of i don't know feeling at home that a lot of filipinos seem to create for others no matter where they are right it's all about the community yeah very welcoming and so you know for me being filipino isn't about your nose your your skin color or, or like the, if whether or not you could speak a language or speak the 150 different languages in the philippines um or i don't even think it's all even about your bloodline i think being filipino is like there's like this spirit or soul to it that feels like really cool to me that i felt that's very so unique to our culture um so i don't know i think anyone who owns their Filipino-ness no matter what percentage they are on their DNA scale like they're Filipino they're Filipino how about you D? I down the line we're all just gonna be one race so it doesn't really matter <laughs> oh but D, D, D but when I was in college I used to say this they're like yeah you know the whole future is gonna be Filipino I'm like what do you mean they're like Everyone's gonna look Filipino. Everyone's gonna look mixed with something. <laughs> yeah. Like in the future, we are we are the future. To me, I I think there's no. It's really an attack when someone erases. I mean, we jokingly, like, um, we joke with you, Greg, about this. But if it was like an intentional 
um, approach by others, it really is an attack because you're erasing someone else's, you know, identity. Yeah, right. That that that's who they are. And there's been some questions. Like I've asked that myself. Like I have not gone to the Philippines in how long, but how how much of a Filipino am I? Like, but then I remember, like I know the language. Does that make me still Filipino? It, you just go into a spiral. Like whenever someone points out something that you're lacking. It's like it erases your identity, and I think that's such like a a messed up thing to do to anyone. Yeah. So whoever that guy is, let's say his name and his act, <laughs> so we can question it. Well, Greg, you're not lacking in Filipinoness; they're lacking in their understanding of the Filipino culture and identity. Hey, hey, cheers to that! Oh, you don't say cheers. And we're right? the only one who's allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> By contract. <laughs> so, McCoy, what's the yes. Filipino word of the day? The Filipino word of the day is diwa. Diwa. Yeah, diwa. Diwa. What does it mean? What does diwa mean? Uh, it means spirit, embodiment, or essence. Essence. Okay, I like the word essence. okay you know what? Yeah. Actually, when when you were like, when you haven't said what the word was earlier, when we were mm-hmm. discussing pre-recording, I scrolled down to it and I saw it. I was like, "Why did it say diva?" Oh, it's diva. But then, <laughs> if you look at the definition of what a diva is, is the embodiment and the essence. <gasps> like, right? That's what diva is. Oh, right. We're all divas. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep, D. Oh my gosh. Because I'm Filipino. McCoy, using the sentence Being Filipino is not based on citizenship, language, culture, or skin color It's based on your diwa Diwa I like that Diwa A.K.A. Diva I like that, that's cute (laughs) Great Now that's going to be stuck in my head (laughs) Well, that's our show if you would like to leave a comment, have a question for us, or just want to slip into our DMs, you can by on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Gamchat Podcast. Or you can email us your question at gamchatpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Also, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, what is it? It will help us with our it will raise our DWA. Or diva, whichever you want to use. <laughs> our diva, our divas. And we're also part of Bunk Collective, a group of Filipino content creators in the U.S. and the Philippines. Visit the website at thebunkph.com. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.